Welcome back in, ladies and gents, to another episode of Valhalla. And as always, I'm with my boy, Mike Pipe. What's up, my dude? Nothing much, man. Just happy to be here, living the dream, all of the above. Yeah, oh, man. Isn't it awesome? <laughs> you know, as always, we're brought to you by the Chat 10 Sports Podcast Network. Uh, Trey Wynn's got that little thing looking fresh on the on Oof. the iTunes now. Yeah, it's not, it's, not, it's not as white and... You know, iTunes, I don't know if you saw, it looked a little dainty earlier on. I was like, mm-hmm. it's, they're not really doing a whole lot with the old marketing spread. No. So, Trey Wynn had to upgrade for us. So it looks Step nice. us up. Shout out yeah. to Trey Wynn. Shout out to our boy, Trey Wynn. Um, as always, please share, rate us, subscribe. That'd be awesome. Um, we are now going to be on our own podcast feed, Mike Pipe. I love to see it. Yeah. Welcome to Valhalla. We're branching out. We're... It's like we're, I feel like we're going to middle school. Okay. Yeah. Big time. We graduated from elementary and yeah. headed off to greener pastures. Yeah. Like we're still under our parents' house. Maybe it's more like high school. I don't know. What do you think? More high school or do you that, think middle yeah, school? Yeah. That, that seems appropriate. Like we're still under the roof of Chat 10 Sports, but, yeah, you know, that we're maybe given a little more freedom. We've got our own car. We can go mm-hmm. as we please a little bit more, you know? Yeah. Like, Trey Wins is still our daddy at the end of the day. You know? I'm never going to give him that power. I'll never give him that power. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, like we do have a little more freedom. So, yeah, I'm, I'm happy about it. Yeah, I know, man. It's uh, it's pretty sweet because we're still going to do Chat 10. I don't know exactly. Me and Trey have kind of spitballed some ideas about some fun ideas we could do with just Chat 10. Like we're going to still keep that network, so stay on that too. Right, right. Um, but – Valhalla is going to be its own thing. Um, Mike and I are drifting off. We're just two kids, 16 years old, cruising <laughs> our uh, 1992 Volvo that has like four horsepower, mm. crank mm. sunroof power windows, baby. Love it. Yeah. Love God, a good I, Volvo. What's, uh, what was your first CD? Mm. What, were, what were your CDs in your car in high school? Man, high school, um, I was a huge Drake fan. Um, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interestingly enough, I was, I had pretty weird taste. Honestly, it was like, I would listen to Drake and then I would listen to Jason Aldean. And, <laughs> yeah, and then I probably had, I don't know, Celine Dion CD in there too. It was just kind of like whatever you could find at McKay's that piqued your interest. That was like a dollar ninety nine, three ninety nine, whatever. Like, oh yeah, that sounds fun. Let's give it a rock. And yeah, but I know for certain I had Drake CDs in there. And I know for certain I had Jason Aldean CDs in there. So, heck yeah, yeah, that's nice. What that's about you? Nice. Um, for me, uh, I'll very strange mix of music. I'll give you my top three, probably from sophomore year on. So pretty much when I was driving. Number one, a day to remember. Mm. I love, I love, you know, not to sound like a little tough guy, hardo, but I do love my metal music. Oh yeah, but and day to remember is on the cusp of being called metal. Mm-hmm. So it's fun. It's jammy, even though they sound fun, but the lyrics aren't really that fun. So it's kind of like, you know, <laughs> you're in a weird, like you don't know what you should be thinking at that time. Cause you're kind of like jamming, but it's like, you know, breakup song. I don't know. It's with a weird spot, but I always loved it. Um, and they put on the greatest concert I've ever been to. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, the next was probably Jack Johnson. Okay. Nice. <laughs> so, nice. A little all so, over the place. I see what you're saying. Yeah. And I also had, I had that like, um, really cool mixtape that like that cool friend made me like in eighth grade. And I just kept listening to it. It was like my game time. Oh yeah. Like, it had rap. Mm. Uh, probably had like a corn song on there. Maybe Love POD. It. Love yeah. it. So something like that. That was, that was my high school jam. So I usually had like a rotation of those three. POD corn. And, um, some a day to remember sounds like a yeah. good rotation it was and there was also like some little john like crunk music too so like i i, I used to get fired up rolling up to school in my 1992 volvo with that with those jams in my mm. 92 volvo mm. uh so great times man high school weird but fun weird but fun weird but fun embarrassing but you know everybody had those days yeah one thing i do want to talk about that's kind of embarrassing about you, Michael Piper. Mm. Um, Can't wait. So today, from our good friend Seth Michael, mm. I re- I received a picture from your dorm wars. Mm. Do you remember <laughs> said picture? 
<laughs> um, to be honest, I don't. There's no telling what it could well, have been. Well, there honest. is a there is a group of young men. Don't worry, I will have a zoom in picture on Chat Ten Sports tomorrow. <laughs> so there is a large group picture of you and the boys from the dorm. Look like you guys got some dubs. Oh yeah, um, we did. Yeah, you guys were, look like an athletic bunch of boys. Mm-hmm. But yet, there's one man towards the center holding a very creepy looking mannequin. <laughs> And that creepy young man is Mike Piper. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm not going to decline to comment until uh, I can see photo evidence. <laughs> so, yeah, there's Michael Piper on the mannequin after Lee Dormores. Mm. Um, supposedly that was your battle cry. I got a little story today from my boy Seth. <laughs> go Flames. Yeah, go Flames. So, yeah, there's that. Saw that today. So that was a wonderful part of my day. Mm. Get to see Mike Piper, <laughs> that wonderful head of hair, mm. holding a very creepy looking man again. So. Wow. I've got some good picks from uh, freshman year. Uh, was in the middle of an intramural soccer game at one point and butted heads with somebody. Literally have like a go- what looks like a golf ball attached to my head. <laughs> <laughs> it is not a golf ball. It is just the largest pump knot you have seen in your life. That's nice. Incredibly dude. defined. So maybe I'll like tag that in the comment underneath yeah. the photo you post. Yeah, yeah. Just so people can see what I'm all about, you know? Yeah, I want people to know your toughness. <sighs> yeah, you know? it's going to be in question after the mannequin picture. So. After, yeah, you really have got to rally for the next couple months. Right. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so we'll do a terrible transition to rally. Um, Love it. Our Vols are going to have to rally mm. to get into the big dance where there's going to be no fans. So, <laughs> the journey to the tourney. Mm. What are your thoughts right now? How can we get there? Man, we got a tough road ahead of us. Um, I mean, starting off against Alabama, they're a pretty good team. That won't be a gimme. Um, that'll be a tough one. I do think – I really think we win that game. But the next game you got waiting on you is against Kentucky, neutral floor. Yeah. They're probably going to be pissed because we went up to Rupp and, and beat them. Oh, yeah. And so they're not going to be happy about that. They're going to play us hard, and I would imagine we will have a tough time beating – Kentucky two times in about a week and a half, two weeks span. So, <laughs> you know, it's tough. It's tough. But uh, I think what I would like to see Tennessee do well to close out the season or maybe to not close out the season if things go particularly well for us over the next four or five days mm-hmm. um, would just be I would love to see us just play good defense to rebound well. I think for me that was the biggest difference in the Kentucky to Auburn game that I saw. Um, was against Kentucky. When we got down, I felt like we had a decent shot at coming back because I didn't feel like we were just being physically dominated. Yeah. Um, whereas against uh, Auburn, man, Wiley down low was just like – like honestly, they were just killing us on the glass, killing us on the boards. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, that meant even if they were to cool down shooting, we'd still be in trouble because we were giving up so many second-chance points. So I think if we can – play Kentucky well, and I don't think they're quite as physical as that Auburn team is. Um, No. So I think that works to our advantage because, I mean, I love Fulkerson. Offensively, his game is is really improved this season. But Mm -hmm. defensively, I don't really feel like he's he's where he needs to be as really a defender and a rebounder. Um, Yeah. And and really, I think that – I feel that way about a lot like Pons, same way. Defender, maybe not so much. Yeah. But he's he's not as good of a rebounder as you would expect for his size and his athleticism. And part of that is because he leads the SEC in blocks, and instead of focusing on, you know, backside positioning for the rebound, he's focusing on throwing a guy's stuff out of bounds, which, yeah. I mean, that's that's not all lost. I mean, that's there's some value and some merit in that. But, of course. Um, but, yeah, I think Tennessee just needs to honestly rebound well. That would be my number one key to see them be competitive and uh, close out the season well. Is I think if they can control the glass, control the boards, I think they got a good shot. Yeah, same here. And <clears throat> that Kentucky game showed me a lot because oh, what's man? I'm just totally blanking. What's their big fellow's name? Is it Richards? Yeah, yeah. Nick Richards or Nick Richards? So yeah. with Nick, I know this sounds so annoying for I'm sure any Kentucky fan that would even listen to this. But the fact that Nick Richards' kind of weakness is playing somebody like John Fulkerson because it's so much effort. He's so dominant physically that usually you don't have to box out guys. And 90% of the people 
in the SEC just don't have that motor. So right. you can kind of get away with just being the bigger guy. And even if you box out, like once you make that initial box out, people kind of just like give in. Like, okay, he's already got position. I'm out. John's John's going to like tip everything. He's going to crash the glass. And when he gets a little hot, he starts finishing everything. He's hitting jump shots. Plus that motor, that just wears on a guy like that. Oh, yeah. Especially somebody that really relies so much on athleticism and doesn't have like a huge motor. People like that, that just frustrates the heck out of them, man. Mm-hmm. And this Tennessee team is just obnoxiously like they're going to, when they turn it on, you know, they keep going with this motor. And I, I hate seeing it and I love seeing it all at the same time. But the, the entire season, you see these moments where Bowden just gets into it and it ignites the team. Even yep. if it's small moments, he had that and one last week where he gets it and you're like, okay, here we go. We got a chance. He get we're back in it. We got within five, and then it just dies yep. down when he goes down. You know, like he's it's just the energy. Like and everybody's mm-hmm. like, well, it's energy. Well, it is. Like it's just you. You go by. That's the senior leader, and you can see whenever he gets that big dog face. You know, he gets an and one. He gets pumped up. Everybody's on it. And right. It just cranks up the pressure offensive defensively. But then he goes away. Then he goes back to being the shy guy. And it's just like, man, here we go again. We're back down 20. <laughs> it's like, God, we were just yeah. we within five. What happened to that? So I don't know. I, I, it's one of those. If we can stay locked in, I do think this Tennessee team is talented enough to win it because it's not a great SEC. No. You know? It can be done for sure. I think mm-hmm. um, Tennessee's showed that at times. I mean, the way they played against Kentucky, the way they played against Florida. Um I mean, it's definitely a team that's capable of winning. I mean, girl, a lot of things have to go right. Yep. You, we'll have to play at our best for most of, if not all, the tournament. Yep. Um, but, I mean, you're right. It definitely is a team that's capable and has the talent to win, partially because of the talent on this team and partially, like you said, because of a down SEC this year. So, yeah. Hmm. It's we'll gonna be, it is interesting because I want to ask this question real quick. Okay. So what do you think, because we know – both of us, like, we have very similar feelings to think about Lamonte Turner. Right. I got asked this question the other day. What do you think? What do you think differences are? Because well, he does help and hurt us in different aspects. Mm-hmm. I think well, definitely way more help than hurt. I'm just saying, like he obviously right. had downfalls. Right. What do you think the difference in this year is? Do you think we are similar, but maybe have different wins and different losses, or do you think it's more he helps us out by two games. We're probably on the bubble right now. Yeah, I think we're a bubble team with with Lamonte. I mean, I do think – I think you probably do lose a game you won this year, maybe even two, but I think yeah. you'd probably pick up a game or two more than you lose. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I think you'd be looking at a team that's got, you know, 19 wins right now on the cusp of – of being in the tournament if, you know, they can win a, a couple games um, in the SEC tournament. So, or at least a game. Yeah. So, I, you know, it's tough to say for sure, for sure, but I definitely feel like he would be a more secure ball handler. And, a, I mean, he was an incredible distributor. I remember probably a week, maybe no more than two weeks ago, um, with like four or five games left in the season, someone showed the stat that Lamonte was still leading the team in assists after like, it was maybe after 28 games oh, yeah, or something yeah. like that, yeah. Um, which just shows how great he was at distributing the ball, um, setting up play for the offense. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think I think Lamonte definitely makes a difference. I don't think that it's astronomical. Like, I don't think we would be in the top four seeds in the SEC. Um, but I think maybe we're looking at, like, being a sixth seed in the SEC and, and maybe picking up an additional tournament or additional SEC win, maybe even two yeah. additional SEC wins. So yeah. What are your thoughts? Same here. Weirdly enough, like if I don't, I know when you bring in Lamonte that there's a small adjustment in style of play Mm -hmm. uh, because he is ball dominant guard. He's going to take some tough shots. But if things go similar ish, which I think they would have, because I think this team has a pretty similar mindset, even with Lamonte on the floor, I think they would have played smart. I legit think that we wind up winning that Kansas game. And that's the sole reason of Lamonte's on-ball defense because their guards just started taking over at the end of the game yeah, and just going wherever they wanted. And Lamonte's such a good on-ball defender. There's six, eight points that are negated, and probably one of those is a turnaround for you know, a four-point swing. And I think those those things like that, we might have gotten that win at Kansas. 
Yeah. Uh, I don't think we lose against Texas A&M. I, I, I do think that Tennessee winds up <clears throat> losing, like, you know, who knows what could have happened and a few others. But I'm with you. I think we we probably flip some wins and losses, but we probably pick up one or two. Mm-hmm. I th- I'm with you. I think we're probably at 19, maybe 20. Right. Um, who knows? Uh, Texas A&M, I don't think. Um Arkansas, maybe at Auburn, you know, if that's if that's mm-hmm. a similar game, we've got somebody else that could handle the ball. Yeah. That's different. I think, I think that is one that we would win, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Man, what if we could have two marquee wins? If you if you have if you have Kansas and you have at Ark or at Auburn, man, you're walking away with nineteen wins. You yeah. win you win you win this you win one more, you're a seven seed. Yep. Ah, that's that's what that's that's one of those what ifs that I talked about with a couple of friends of the day, and I just was like, man, I don't know, I, I don't, I think we flip some, but mm-hmm. I think there are some some gains there. So I, yeah. it sucks to see, it really does for but, sure. Yeah, um, let's see. So with Alabama, say we win that game, mm-hmm. Kentucky, empty Oof. empty stadium. That that's a big help, honestly. Yeah, I mean that Nashville, really wherever it's at, is almost always like fifty to sixty percent Kentucky fans, mm-hmm. maybe more. I mean, it's like Probably crazy. More. They pack it out. I mean, it's it's almost like they're playing in front of, um, or on home court at Rupp. It's it's crazy. Like, and yeah. you can watch the games. The fans are loud. It's they almost have home court advantage usually in the SEC tournament. So that honestly will be, I would say, a big. A big help to the Vols. I mean, Tennessee fans show out pretty big too, but um, yeah. But that's just one thing. Like Kentucky's fans, they expect to win the SEC tournament every time they're in it, so they're they're sending down you know thousands and thousands of people. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think I think that'll prove honestly be an advantage for the Vols, or at least nullify the advantage that would have been Kentucky's. Same here. It's what's crazy is like like you're just saying, Mike, that the fact that. Nashville just turns into Kentucky Nation. I didn't believe it. I didn't believe it. So, like, I know this is not the same, and I know we, I know Tennessee wasn't as good then, and all that stuff. Um, and you know, there's been a lot of like culture build. Like, it's it's a new fan base with Tennessee right. basketball, and even still, like, I know it's still. I guess it's the Grant and Admiral hangover, but there's still people hanging on, especially mm-hmm. with next year. So, anyways. I guess this was my second year living in Nashville. And I guess it was the, maybe it was the, yeah. So SEC tournament, um, it was the Saturday night and me and my buddies just were like going out like, God, man, I, I know it's SEC tournament time, but geez, you know, Ubers are crazy, but we still wind up going out and, oh <laughs> my, we weren't even on Broadway. <laughs> we weren't even on Broadway. We were on Demumbrian. I mean, still the second most popular street or, you know, whatever third most popular part of town. Then I, I'm looking around and it's all Kentucky hats. It's all Kentucky jerseys, shirts. Everybody's in blue. And I was like, this is not my city anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and it just breaks your heart because you, it's crazy how well they travel. Yeah. Everywhere they go. It's impressive. They use it. You know, and Tennessee fans do this a lot with – Bowl games, like it's the vacation they take. It's a, it's right. a, it's a short term vacation for a lot of people. Come down to Nashville. It's not that far of a drive. It's I mean it's expensive, but it's nothing crazy. It's not like you're going to Hawaii, you know. Right. It's something to do in, in a weird part of the year, and a lot of people have you know spring breaks. So it's like yeah, yeah, I can take the kids to Nashville for four days, go do some stuff, and watch some basketball. Heck yeah. So it's not that too far of a drive for them, and they just they take over. They take over. And did you, what was it something last year? I don't know if you remember hearing this, but it was like, I think it was like 70% of the fans that were left or that were watching the first game and the second little, you know, they do like the two game splits or whatever. They said like 70% of those fans were Kentucky fans. And I think it was a big game. It was like Florida Auburn or something. But 70% of the fans that were in there were still Kentucky fans because Kentucky played right after. So it's like, Man, they just they just take over and run the show. Yeah, it's crazy, honestly. Like, mm. I think part of it is just because the re- the rest of the SEC teams 
like most of them are football teams first, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I think for a lot of us, like we don't, I mean, definitely still love basketball, still love UT, but I think for like Florida, Auburn, for sure, like Mm -hmm. both those schools are definitely football schools first and foremost. And then like Kentucky, that's been their bread and butter for, I mean, like 60, 70 years. So yeah, they're a blue blood for a reason. I mean, they, they are it. uh, That fan base, uh, it, they are to me they seem like the Steelers of NCAA basketball like I'm always so impressed like when the Steelers come to Nashville and now I know like Nashville's kind of turned into one of those places where you're going to get a decent game you're it's usually there's a direct flight into Nashville from a lot of those cities but and people like it's a vacation town but still like Pittsburgh fans just show up everywhere that mm. stupid, terrible towel is everywhere. <laughs> My gosh, it's kind of like that blue man. You just see it everywhere when they when they go away games, and especially on weekends, especially in tournaments. Man, they just—it's always so impressive. It's year in, year out. Always going to be that way. It's an older fan base. They—they've been around since Rupp himself. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. they are—they are live free and die hard. Live free, die hard. Yeah. So let's say. Tennessee does their thing and breaks their hearts, and we get the old two for one special against Ooh. Kentucky. Ooh. All right, all right, you you, be you, sweet. you in with me? You're already ready. It's a pipe what, dream, but I'm wait, ready to go down. It. Yes, come on down the pipe with me. <laughs> 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 so now we have three noon games in a row, and we'll be playing Tennessee. Will be playing Saturday against the winner of Mississippi Florida, State, Mississippi State, and Florida. But mm. well, consider well, unless who who won today? Did uh, Georgia or Ole Miss? Oof, oh, that's not, I don't know. I, I, I wasn't even watching. That's 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 just ended a few minutes ago. I'm sure. Let's mm. check that out. Sweet content here. While I'm looking stuff up. Yes. Um. So while we're taking a break here, let's get to our sponsor, baby, because we got a sponsor, Mike Pipe. Whoa! We have got the wonderful people. Of Parkway Poorhouse, baby. <laughs> We've got events coming up this week. We do have the Sunday. Corona's not holding us back. we got <laughs> Sundays, the Sunday players this week. Best freaking PGA card of the year. Usually the, the field is stacked. Everybody mm. plays in the players this week. So come on down for some wings, some beer, and some sports. Suck it, freaking Buffalo Wild Wings. You're not as good as Parkway. <laughs> um it's going to be a little wet and rainy, so we got uh, the covered porch out there. We'll have that rocking and rolling. Um, also, it's St. Patty's Day. Mm-hmm. It's St. Patty's it. Day. St. Patty's Day, baby. So next Tuesday night is going to be the Parkway. Uh, got the $2 green beers, of course. You have to have it, right? Have to. Staple. Have to have it. Um, what's another staple we got? I think we got some Jameson. All that stuff's going to be faux sale for, for a little bit of cheaper price, obviously, for our Wonderful people of the Irish. So, what about yes. Guinness? Any Guinness? I'm a oh, big Guinness guy. Uh, yes, I believe we've got uh, $4 Guinness as well Ooh. going on, maybe. So, it's going to be nice, buddy. You love nice. to see it. Yeah, love to see it. So, Parkway Poorhouse, Chat 10 Sports combo parties this coming week, Sunday. So, the players, and on Tuesday, we're going to have a huge, huge St. Patty's <laughs> Day party. So, we'll get your last feel. So, don't kill yourself too much this this weekend because i know chad new has got a big thing i don't know if you're are you going to do anything in knoxville this weekend i think i'll be down in uh chattanooga on saturday man oh yeah i'm gonna have to just slide on down after work 8 to 12 and then after that i'm scooting down to cleveland gonna spend some time with the lady might have uh-huh. to scoot on down to chattanooga you know? well you let me know because i'll be out and about my friend saturday mm. so uh love to, love to hear that Oh my goodness, my heart just fluttered. I can tell you <laughs> what. Oh man. So let's get back to some fluttering and Love some it. basketball. Okay. So we play the winner of we'll just say Florida or Mississippi State. Georgia has a chance, but mm. Florida or Mississippi State. Two very beatable teams. For sure. Two very beatable teams. But Florida would love to beat us. They would. They probably didn't feel too great about it. <laughs> losing to us. Can't imagine. <clears throat> so hopefully we kind of figure some things out. And the only thing about it, 
is every year somebody makes a run from the first or second. Really, I guess what we would call it today's tomorrow the second day. Right. Everybody makes a big run. Why can't it be us? Oh, it. I really feel like honestly we will make a run. Um, I mean, I, I definitely think we win against Alabama. Mm-hmm. I think we give Kentucky a good game. <clears throat> I, I can't pick us to beat them twice in like ten days, but yeah. Um, but I really do think we'll give Kentucky a good game. I think we just match up yeah. pretty well with them. Um, and I think coming off of beating them in Rupp in front of on a neutral site, what will actually be a neutral site, um, I really think we'll give them a good game. So we'll see. There's a lot to play for. I, I saw the NIT was canceled. Is that? Oh, is, did it? Did it get actually? Get, I heard that rumor, but I wasn't sure. Yeah, I hadn't verified that either. So don't don't take me or don't well, I guess well, quote I'll, me on that. I'll, ch- I'll check here. I'll check. It has been canceled. Yeah. So, I mean, literally a lot of these guys are probably going to be playing for their, I mean, a lot are going to be playing for Jordan Bowden's, um, I mean, it's his last year, you know? So if, yeah. if, if we don't basically win out, um, win the SEC tournament, I, I don't, I don't know if there's a, another tournament outside of the NIT. I feel like there might be. No, no, but... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The CBI got canceled. The NIT and the NCAA are on schedule, but they're closely monitoring that. Okay. So the NIT is not canceled. Okay. Well, um, I won't go too far down that rabbit hole then. But yeah. Needless to say, though, I do think the guys will show up, be ready to play for Bowden. Um, and if he can get hot, that's somebody that I think, like you said, the whole team feeds off of his energy when he's playing well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I think I think it'll be a fun tournament to watch. I think Tennessee fans um, should feel good about our chances. I think this team's a really dangerous team whenever everything's clicking. So Yeah, same here. Because <laughs> this Tennessee team, they're always in it defensively, you know. Like, right. Usually defense – there's obviously been some slip-ups this year. But usually defensively, Tennessee can at least stay in it. There's always a chance on a run. Now, I don't think we're – I don't think this Tennessee team is one of those that can make a fast run. They're not going to look like Golden State. They're not going to light it up and come back within, you know, 45 seconds to a minute. You know, sometimes you see those runs from different teams. I think Kentucky has that potential at some points. Mm-hmm. Uh, Auburn, too, because they just make so many threes and they're so fast. Right. But you're like, oh, my gosh, they were down nine, like, a minute and a half ago, and that how are they up to? You know, <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, my goodness, they just put on like you know. I feel like Kentucky did that against Florida. I was sitting there, we watched the Tennessee Auburn game, and then we had the doubleheader for the Preds watch party, and they had a the Florida Kentucky game over uh, on the other side TV. So I wasn't looking directly at it. I was had the Preds game on, and you know, Florida was up. Oh, gosh, 16, 17, something like that. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. But then all of a sudden I look over and Kentucky's only down three and they've got the ball <laughs> and you can just like, you know, you can just sometimes sense the momentum. Yeah. Even though, I mean, obviously they came back, but you're just like, oh, man. Yeah. Florida's, Florida's in trouble. Florida's rattled. Yeah. yeah. Florida's rattled, man. And so I was like, oh, man, goodness gracious. But I don't feel like – but Tennessee does have the potential to come back. It's just at a slower pace, you know, like right. they just, they just wear down. They just wear you down. And it's like a four minute span instead of a one or two minute span. It's different. And I do think that, that, you know, they get some stops, they make some threes and they get, they get after you, you know, you get a steal. Jalen Johnson had that little eight, like the eight point run Jalen Johnson had against uh, Auburn at home. It's like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. The big threes. And then yeah. the big, the big flush. And you're like, okay. Mm-hmm. That's the stuff he can do, and you have different guys. Then Pons will get hot. You're like, huh? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, those are those little things, and I'm like, okay. So I, I do feel like there's there's always a fighting chance with this Tennessee team because they can get a little hot that surprises you, and you're like, oh, I thought we were just up by like 14. Yep. And then they're fighting back, and they're within three. They're within five. They get they get up by one, and play solid defense and you're like, Oh my gosh, we got, we've gone cold and everybody shoots jibby jabby jump shots. Kind of what happened to Kentucky when we played them at home. I was like, yeah, we've got them shooting fadeaway threes and stuff like that. <laughs> That's exactly what you want out of young guys. They're like, Oh, oh yeah. yeah, I got them right where I want them. So hopefully we can do the same thing. Um, because I don't, I just don't know. Like, even if we get all the way there, I, I have a feeling that it's going to be Auburn again. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> After Saturday, what did you think? Man. Because we haven't got to talk about that yet either. Yeah. That's one of those that's just like, I hate talking about it because Bruce Pearl just owns Rick Barnes. Sure I mean, does. It's it's pretty brutal. But I'm even thinking back to his days at Texas. He had Kevin Durant and DJ Augustine and that young, just great Texas team. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we got that iconic shot of Chris Lofton from – Half court over top of Kevin Durant, just hand in his face. Didn't matter. Unconscious. Um, But, yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things where I just feel like Bruce Pearl just – I don't know if he just understands what Barnes is trying to do and just knows how to stop it or nullify it Mm -hmm. or if his team just show up ready to play against Tennessee because of what the game means to Pearl. I don't know. Um, But he just seems to have our number for the last few years. And it's frustrating. It's it's just – I mean, for that game – I really just felt like they were just a better basketball team. They had better players, um, better athletes. Like it just really seemed like we were they were just really well um matched up for us and just presented a lot of mismatches. So Yeah. Um yeah, I mean it was it was a hard game to watch, honestly. It was <laughs> I mean, I know Tennessee kinda snuck back and cut it to to cut it to five or six and yeah. um and try to make it a ball game towards the end, but man, I mean Ended up losing by what, like twenty, twenty two? It was yeah, it was a beat it, down. Yeah, well, let's, let's call it, let's call it what it was. It was an ass whipping. So it was, it was, it was bad. And I don't know what happened. Did you notice? I, I, I know I tweeted out about it, but I uh, you know, Twitter doesn't love me. But um, <laughs> the defensive rotations were the worst I've seen because that's one of those things. Like I felt like this Tennessee team as sometimes out of position as they can be, they're still scrambling so hard that nobody's mm-hmm. like, nobody's going uncontested. Now, freaking Triple J loves to jump at a good three-pointer. He <laughs> loves to try to, he has not blocked one all year. And that man loves to hand out potential four-point plays. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that dude, he jumps on every single pump fake on three. Every mm. single pump fake, and it breaks my heart. But, you know what? He wasn't even there to jump at those because uh, Doherty was just knocking down everything because he was wide open. He had 35 minutes. He had time to read a book if he wanted to. <laughs> and he, like that dude just, it, it was one of those weird games where you ever seen these where you're like, man, they're making everything. But then you go look at the box score and they haven't. Yep. That's how I felt. I just felt like they hit all oh, yeah. the big ones. They hit all the right ones. Mm-hmm. And it just crushed us. We we just never rotated, never yeah, rotated they, well. <laughs> and then the ones you noticed them missing, they were getting the their own. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, of course. Run. So of it's course. like they haven't missed in ten minutes, and then they just got two offensive rebounds in the last three possessions. But uh, yeah, so it was just that was just a tough game. I hate to watch it. Um, Bruce Pearl owns Rick Barnes right now. It would be beautiful if Rick Barnes could change that narrative. I love Barnes. I'm happy he's here. I love what he's doing with the program. Uh, so don't get that twisted. But yeah, yeah, it's it's t- it was tough to watch Pearl mm-hmm. just take it to us. Yeah, especially in front of the home crowd. I mean, goodness, Ooh, that was a beat down. That, yeah, on senior night, whole thing. Yeah, mm. it was just disrespectful, honestly. That's what I like to think too. I, you shouldn't count those losses. <laughs> no, <laughs> just, straight up rude. Yeah, just rude. Oh, yeah. Um. We got a lot to figure out, man. Um, mm. Got a long road. I mean, four four games, four days. Empty arena. Empty, empty arena. Empty freaking arena. Uh, that's going to be so weird, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's so, going to be – I would love to be there. Just like obviously I can't, but yeah. it would be sweet to just like be one of the only people sitting in the arena watching – a quiet game where you can hear the players, hear the coaches. Like, yeah, I feel like that's, and it probably, it might, some of that might translate even to television. It'd be interesting to see whoever's, I guess it's probably ESPN that's broadcasting or SEC network. Yeah. Um, but it would be interesting to see what they do. I'd love to see them mic up some people and, and be able to hear some of the coaches coaching throughout the game or some of the players talking on the court. Um, so it's kind of a unique opportunity from a broadcasting standpoint to have an empty, quiet stadium that you're filming as the game's being played. Yeah. It's good. Everybody's going to have to be creative about this. Yeah. You know, um, I don't, I, I have not heard what is, 
is anything going to change with like the broadcasting crews or anything like that? I, I was wondering about that. I'd yeah, heard, I'm not sure. I don't know if they're flying everybody in. I, I didn't know. But either way, uh, I think like, you know, it's so strange because this is a weird part of the year. And I know everybody's talked about this all day, but <clears throat> you're looking at potentially uh, empty arenas in March Madness. Mm-hmm. Empty arenas or empty stadiums on opening day. You're going to have empty golf courses for potentially the masters and the players. Hmm. It's going to be so weird. <laughs> it's going to be weird, man. And we're recording this at like, this is nine thirteen, and the jazz thunder postponed their game to a later date due to unforeseen circumstances. But uh, a couple people got sick and they're worried. Mm. So this is just one of the weirdest times. And I know everybody's like, well, it's just, it's just sports. Sports is a broad, you know, statement right now because so much is happening right now in sports in so many different cities and so many different like, uh, you know, organizations. So it's like this huge deal around, around us. Cause I think that's the biggest impact right now. It's like mm-hmm. all these huge sports days are getting cut short. Yeah. It's weird. I feel like sports is one of the things that like kind of unites us as a people, as a country. You yeah. know, at the end of the day, you can kind of come together, you can cheer for your respective team, and there's a lot of unity in that. And I feel like now, with the political climate the way it is, the social climate the way it is, like it just mm-hmm. feels like a weird time that like a lot of colleges are being canceled, like classes are being canceled. Some people's work is transitioning away from on site to online. Yeah. Like it's just kind of, it's, it's a weird time to be alive, a weird time to see how people are kind of navigating this new social dynamic with how coronavirus is affecting yeah. um, just the way we live and go about our day to day. So it's tough, man. Um, it is. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's changed the way, that my work operates. I know you were saying it's changed the way that you're able to do your job and made things more difficult for you as well. So, yeah, it's just like this. It's not, a, it's not a true panic. So I was, I, I guess even yesterday morning, I, I mean, like you just tell your mind shift, your mind changes its ways and thinking, you know, in only 36 hours. So mm. yesterday I, I thought, man, we are blowing this way out of proportion. Right. Like, you know, like it's, it's not killing, it's not killing that many people. It's not really that big here in the U S but then like start to get more knowledge on it. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. there's getting to be quite a few more things. There's quite a few things, quite a few cases, not quite a few. There's like what, seven or eight cases in Tennessee, but still it's more than zero than we had right. two days ago. Right. Uh, and no, it's probably not going to kill me, but I don't want to get sick. You know, it's like, well, it's it's like the flu. It's like the flu. It's like I don't want to get the flu. <laughs> I don't right. want any of that. You know, <laughs> um, I don't want any of that nonsense. So, it's always a weird worry. And then I've done a little bit more research and listened up on to some very smart people on on the the ongoing events in Italy. And it's like, oh wow, like their entire <laughs> country is shut down. Yeah, man. Shut down. They're not doing weddings or funerals. Like they they've they've shut everything down. And to me, I mean, that's like a direct effect of basically the scientists that have studied this disease that have looked at its potential, how it can spread, what the contamination effects will be for the cities, for the countries, and they're the ones that are calling the shots and they're saying, like, we need to stop this because this can be deadly. Um I saw an interesting fact today, and it was that one in two every 250 healthy individuals from 40 to 60 will probably pass away. Wow. So I mean, you, think, you think about that. I mean, I know I probably have, I don't know, like 600, 800 Facebook. I don't even really know how many Facebook friends, but I'm sure I've got more than 500. I mean, more likely than not, that means somebody I know, if they're contaminated, they're going to be affected by this, and somebody might lose a loved one. So Yeah. Um, I know they're kind of saying it's not really a matter of if, but when. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm glad to see, and it's good to see, I guess, so many areas, countries, colleges, universities, organizations taking these necessary precautions to try to prevent the spread um, and to keep this from maybe becoming a pandemic. But it's crazy. I, I really, I was the same way as you, honestly, a day or two ago, I thought, okay, this is kind of overblown. You know, you look at the stats, it hasn't killed that many people. It hasn't infected that many people. 
But with the long incubation t- period that it has, there's probably a lot of people that have it now that we don't even know about it. Exactly. Um, so we'll see. Um, obviously, we'll, you know, it's something that I'm praying for and praying for our communities and our country. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it's tough. It's you know, a- and I, we'll be affected by it for sure. For sure, it'll be it'll be one of the strangest stories. And I don't mean to like talk about it as for like I'm like any sort of like media perspective, but let's just call it what it is. I mean, you'll look back at this time like that was one of the strangest periods of time, yep. and in yep. one of those things, it's gonna there will be some sort of natural declination declination of like of the way it happens, kind of like how the cold and the flu. I was just mm-hmm. talking to my roommate about this. You know, it's whenever the heat comes, surely something like that'll happen. It's just the way you know the cold works. You know. Right. Allergies bloom and things like that. So there's just different things that will probably naturally treat this. It's just facts of life. But um, if not, because we don't know for sure, the potential of this thing's just, it's terrifying. It really is. Yeah. Like you said, it's just one of those things that prayers go out to a lot of people. And yeah, if any one of our age range gets sick, it's probably not going to kill them. But it's going to affect their life, you know, and right, for when sure. it affects everybody's life, you don't want to take that. Like I was talking to my friends, you know, I want to go see my grandma. What if I don't know I have it? And like you said, the incubation time, you don't even know. And it's like five, right. five to seven days and you don't know you have it. And I go see my grandma in the nursing home and I've affected her and two nurses and my right. one of my aunts or something like that. And there's four more people and they spread that out. It's just, it's a, it's a numbers game. It really is. And it's scary to think about. How it's you don't even know you're giving it and you don't even know you have it. And hopefully I don't have it. I feel like I've got a pretty strong immune system. You know, I get sick like everybody else, but not very often. But right, man, my body wouldn't know. Mono e mono. Who's gonna <laughs> who's going win? Me versus Corona. I like my chances. But it's not gonna be an easy bout, you know? No, no, it's it's not. No. Oof. And I mean, yeah, it's just one of those things I think Unfortunately, it's probably going to affect our parents' generation, our friends' parents' generation, like more than it's going to affect us. Like I would say, I guess at least our lives uh, and our livelihood. But obviously, we'll you know we'll reap the benefit or reap the repercussions, I guess, or see the repercussions of that. Just seeing the way that um, I don't know. We'll just be praying. I'll be praying against it. And obviously, it's good to see everybody taking extra precautions as they kind of decide how to proceed with normalcy or try to live a normal life or go about things. So, yeah. Um, I do have some heartbreaking news and I literally just got Tom Hanks has been tested positive for coronavirus. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. He he and his wife are in Australia. They tested positive. So dang. Yeah. So that it, and everybody can say, well, that's just one guy. Tom Hanks is a big, big character in this world. You know? Yep. When, celebrity, when celebrities start getting stuff like that, I know over overseas, one of the big Italian soccer players, I, I, I did not know his name. Uh, he, it was a big deal because it was on Bleacher Report and all these places. He had come in contact and he now has tested positive for Corona. So these big celebrity names, it's going to start getting notoriety from people that weren't giving it notoriety. So here we go. Here comes mm. more panic. Oof. So, well, you stay safe out there, Mike Pipe. Stay safe, man. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, but as always, you know, like us, subscribe to us. I guess we'll end on a kind of somber note, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's the biggest topic in the world right now. So Yeah, it is. Yeah, so uh had a good time. Um, had a good time on the pod, and then we had to get a, little, oh, yeah. get a little sad, but it's just the truth of the matter, and we care about the world. We care about the, our high school CDs. Care about the mm-hmm. we care about the Vols. Um, quick note, quick note oh, for oh, we close. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, yeah, so spring practice just kicked off. Uh, yesterday was the first day um, for Tennessee football, so that was exciting. Yeah, um, people got to see Harrison Bailey in action. There's a video going around. I saw it had like thirty five thousand views last time I checked. Yes. So, um it was literally like him throwing like a probably a 10 yard slant and people were already speculating if he's going to be the starter or not. So isn't it crazy? Um, it's crazy. And Cade Mays was in action. Um, that's exciting. He was mauling some dude and just some drills. 
yeah, he looks good. So hopefully he's a guy that we can get eligible and, and yeah, I, I think I'm optimistic heading into the fall and obviously it's early and there's a lot to be figured out between now and then, but just to kind of maybe end on a little bit lighter note, I was like, yeah, forgot about that. But spring practices off football's around the corner. There's something to take your mind off of the, the things that were going on in the world. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. There's, there's so much happening in the world of sports that it's crazy that it's getting, it's, it's just adding to a weird, it's adding to a dynamic of, I'm not like trying to group everybody together and judge by a giant group of sports fans, but like usually a lot of, there's a lot of thought of, and I think sports fans in general, like, okay, I, I, I have sports to get away from the world, but now it's impacting our world as far as the world yep. of sports. So it's just mm-hmm. uh, it's taking a different toll on some people, and, and sure. that especially usually wouldn't be a part of like a lot of people are like well I don't it's too much you know I, these crazy media members but uh, listen those crazy media members are right now and yeah. you know they're stopping football practices they're cutting out the Ivy League is shutting down spring sports that's crazy <laughs> that is crazy Ugh. but. Anyways, so uh, I think we've ran our course today, Mr. Mike. But eh, it's been fun. Been a good one. Been a good one as always. Uh, like, subscribe to our new podcast feed. Whoop. Welcome to Valhalla. Welcome. So big time news as far as that front goes. Still, some stay subscribed. All of our articles will be on chat10sports.com. As I mentioned earlier, we are brought to you by the wonderful people of Parkway Poorhouse and all of their good times that we've got coming up. Got a lot of events, so stay tuned to our Facebook pages. Uh, Mike and I are going to try to be riding again. Um, we are. Because we might be working from home for the next two weeks, so we've got, we got, <laughs> got, some, got some time to work out here. So I have my double oh, laptop yeah. and a couple screens up, so I'll have like a real rider slash worker, you know? Be awesome. Sure. Mike, where can they find you <laughs> on all of your social medias? Uh, you can find me uh, at Big Mike Pipe on Twitter, on Instagram, um, or you can follow me on Facebook. Friend me on Facebook, Michael W. Piper. Um, any of those would be good. I'll share sports content. Uh, sometime next month, I'm going to try to run the 40-yard oh, dash. Oh, yes. I cannot I mean. <laughs> wait for this. Get me on a pay-per-view program for that. I'll <laughs> Oh man, I'm gonna try to break five two. Um, I've been looking. I didn't really. I kind of just set the number arbitrarily, and then it kind of turned into a thing where Trey Wynn said I couldn't do it. Um, so now I feel like I've got to prove myself. I've been working out, hitting the legs a little extra mm-hmm. hard, trying to work on some explosive. Oh stuff. yeah. Um, so Tom Brady ran a five two eight at his combine. So I'm like, if I can get under a five two, I'm gonna be able to tell myself that I'm faster than Tom you Brady. You are a better athlete than Tom Brady. So, <laughs> I think that's where I was going with it. You know, that's the next logical mm-hmm. step. If I can run a better forty, then I think I'm a better yeah. athlete. It's just kind of the natural progression yeah. of things. So what do you, are you setting have you set a date yet? Uh yeah, so it's gonna be it's gonna be draft day. So it'll be like the day of the NFL draft. I haven't decided if it's gonna be like Thursday, Friday, or Saturday, but look for it that weekend. I'll I'll make an announcement here in the coming days. I gotta get with Trey and figure out how I'm gonna put this on. I guess probably Chat Ten Sports the story will be the best place to put it. Or maybe upload a video to YouTube. Uh, um, a week ago, Facebook Live. We there's <laughs> we could there are so Ooh. many things that can happen here. I'm <laughs> so excited for this to happen. Uh, I'm going to say, I think it'll be close. Like, I think, I think I'll be in the like five Oh to five, four range. <laughs> like, I don't think I'm going to, I don't think I'm going to blow like the socks off. I'm definitely not going to be under five seconds, but I also don't think I'm going to be over five, four. And I could shock myself on that. I used to be really fast in high school, like one of the faster guys on yeah. the team. I'm pretty. I've gotten fat since then, <laughs> but you're so still. I'm not as but fast you're still as I used to be. Somewhat fast, but I still am. Yeah, I'm still relatively fast. Like I can. I'm. I'm actually pretty. I'm pretty fast, but I'm not. I'm not as fast as I used to. I ain't as good as I once yeah. was, you know. But I'm hoping I'm as good once now. You gotta. As be, I you gotta was, be great so. one time. 
Right. I just have to do it one time, 40 yards. I feel like I'm going to give myself two or three tries on it. So we'll see. We'll, we'll record that first one on that day. And if it's just not even close, then we yeah. won't even. If I'm not under 5-4, I'm probably not going to try again. Yeah. But, five, five, um, where did five, did you just come up with that number in your own mind or was this somebody you're talking to? The the 5-2, it just seemed like a, like a semi-reasonable place to land. It was like enough to where I knew it would be a mm-hmm. challenge. Like I was like, okay, that's going to be tough. I don't know if I've got that, but it's not going to be like, oh, like I knew I, knew I wasn't going to get under five seconds. I, I say, yeah. I know I'm not. I, it's possible, but I feel like it's very unlikely I'm going to run a sub 540. Um, so I was like, 5-2 feels like it might be just out of reach, but it'll be close. It'll be entertaining to see if I can get there. Um but honestly, I've never timed myself in the forty, so we'll see. I could be way off base and just. I really, I have, I have a lot of excitement about this because I, I can't <laughs> wait to like. I, I want to hop this thing up, you know. Once we really set a date and we do all that, I want to get right. some like some really good video and some pictures, you know, like the 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 we're gonna call it like the <laughs> run, you know, something simple but still effective, like the sprint, the right. forty, yeah, you know, something something like the forty or the. I would love to turn it into like a fundraising event where we raise money for some local charity. If I mean, it may be that you know we raise four hundred dollars or five hundred yeah. bucks, but you know, even if people wanted like we're just wanted to use it as an opportunity to bring attention to a local foundation, we can look I into that. Love that. Um, I might actually have something in the gear and works already, so stay tuned. That could be a really good combo sponsor thing. Uh, maybe not sponsor, but you know, just something fun we could do with the local charity. So. I, I've got an idea, so stay yeah. tuned for that one. That could be a lot of fun. So, okay. Oh man, I'm pumped. But uh, <laughs> we got to cut her here. Um, we're running, running thin on our time. So, but stay tuned for the forty. I, I can't wait. I can't wait. Stay I'm tuned. So excited right now. But uh, you have a wonderful <laughs> night, Mike Pipe. You have a wonderful night. You too, brother. Thanks, Jim.